0: And you know you're current when it comes to new technology, industry news, technical papers, technical videos, all of that and more. We're not looking for a million hits per day. All we want is people who are really the volume buyers of racing products in the racing industry to be part of the little world of e trade. We have racing businesses participating from around the world. So you get suppliers from around the world, you get buyers from around the world. EparTrade really eliminates having to travel, closing down your shop. Now you have a place to showcase globally your racing product and technology.
1: From California, and welcome to Race Industry Now, the technical and business webinar series from ePortrade, presented to you by ARP and Performance Plus Global Logistics. I am Francisque Savignan, the founder and CEO of ePortrade, the global platform for the performance and racing industry. This is episode 223, and we're going to be talking racetrack safety with a company called Tech Pro Barrier. I had the great privilege of meeting Raphael, the founder of that company, 20-something years ago, and they have revolutionized the way racetrack safety has been developed over the years. So we are delighted to have Raphael and Eric with us today. So with me this morning, are Judy Kin, the co-founder of Trade, and our terrific host, Mr. Jeff Hammond. Judy?
0: Well, thank you. Francis. Today is going to be exciting because yes, we have covered safety before on our webinars, but today's the first one directed to tracks. So it's exciting to see how many companies, race tracks, and sanctioning bodies that actually registered for today's webinar. So on to Jeff
1: Hammond. Well, actually, uh, it looks like we left uh, with Jeff. Uh, no, Jeff is back on. Okay. We had a little a moment of fear uh, Jeff you're back
0: <laughs>
2: okay I'm here I'm yes. here also yes. I also had a blip <laughs> Other the yes. caution for the caution but yes Judy I heard what you said about you know safety and how important it is And yes we try to keep up with that when it comes to a portrait. we understand without the drivers being protected without the fans being protected we have no high performance racing going around going on around the world so again I'm glad we're going to take a look at, I guess, you know, what I would consider a very innovative product and it's been around for a while. I like what I see in here, and I'm very interested to see what they have to share and to show today on our webinar.
1: Excellent, so on to you, Jeff.
2: All right, good morning, sir. I'm Jeff Hammond, how you doing, Rafael? Yeah,
3: fine, hello. Hello, how you doing today? very good Uh, just my english is so bad but i try and speak in english
2: you go right ahead i understand you fine and you got to remember i'm a southern redneck and uh, sometimes people don't quite understand me and uh, hopefully you can pick up what i'm saying and i'll be listening very attentively for what you're saying deal Okay. (laughs) so Tell us about uh, TechPro. I mean, again, I was looking and when seeing what's uh, your website has to offer and everything. So
3: tell me, tell me the the stuff that I don't know. Maybe Eric can say better in in English American to me. You see, Eric. Yeah, I hear you. I see you.
4: Good morning. Good morning, Jeff, and good morning, everyone. Good morning.
2: Good morning, Eric.
4: Um, yes. So, to answer your question, first of all, thank you for inviting us and uh, having the privilege to be with you today. Um, uh, Techpro is a company based in initially in France, and was created uh, twenty plus years ago by Raphael, uh, mm-hmm. just because there was a there was a lack of uh, dedicated product for safety on tracks, initially on go-kart tracks. And then as the product gave us some good results and spectacular results, Raphael decided to try to extend the quality of the results we were getting on go-kart track to the racetracks. Mm-hmm. That's mainly how it started. And that's the a short resume of the, the history of TechPro.
2: So guys, understanding, you know, the the simple beginning and I guess the realization if you can protect go-kart racers, why can't you protect the big guys? Is that is that what I'm thinking about here? Because again, everybody understands if you've ever gone to a go-kart track, I'm sure internationally, but especially here in the United States, everybody's always concerned about somebody driving underneath, and I use the term very loosely, a guardrail or a barrier that they think is will protect the driver, and also protect the viewers or anybody that's standing around there watching, but sometimes that's not always been the case. From board fences, to tire barriers, to regular guardrail, like you run up down on a highway, we learned very quickly that that's not the best, especially for go-kart racers, because they don't really have a lot of protection before you get to the driver.
4: Yes, absolutely. As you said, Jeff, um, there, there was many different ways to protect or uh, I would say to protect and define the track. We are on the side to protect the drivers, the cars and the public, the audience. So we are mostly on the car tracks, acting on the curbs, uh, on the curbs. sorry, where we might have a crash. It means that we're gonna be before the wall or before the guardrail. So we're gonna interact with the walls and the guardrail if an impact happens in our barriers. On the go-kart side, we can do the whole track. Basically, what we do is we create a safety belt all around the track, defining the inside line and the outside line. Okay. That's basically how we work.
3: If I try to continue. Then Go ahead. finish is uh, the job of Tech Pro is we we don't we don't want to stop the car before the impact because this is practically impossible. Mm-hmm. Our job is I reduce the energy of the car before the car arrived to the impact, guardrail, uh, concrete wall, everything for for the car. For, for go kart is different because behind the barrier you don't have a pro, you don't have a fence. Uh, it's only in the pit pit lane you have a concrete wall. In the go kart is uh, on the grass or or in indoor is different. But for the car, the jo- how job is I reduce the energy of the car before the impact. And the the tech pro barrier reduced the energy of the car more than forty percent. It's like uh, when the car arrive, um, I don't know in miles, it's two hundred kilometers per hour, and he crash in the barrier. When the car arrive in the concrete, after pressure of the barrier, the velocity is fifty percent less. Okay, and. We make a different configuration of the barrier, like one line, two lines, three lines, like uh, some protection with tires, double six pack, triple six pack, everything. And the, the more mm, in the crash test, we arrive on more than 200 kilometers per hour. And the, the, the FIA and the, the regulation writing, the driver is safe in the crash in 19 degrees, the best crash. But our job is reduce the energy.
2: So how did you guys come up, or Raphael, how did you come up with the, the material that you use for doing this? And how did you come up with the design that allows this to occur? Understanding um, it's all about depreciation of the speed. I mean, it's, it's slowing, not stopping. I mean, because we can all put a, a concrete barrier or a steel barrier and stop a vehicle immediately. Yeah. But the problem is all that energy is then transferred into the driver. So you've got to have a compromise to where you're not only yeah. protecting the people on the outside, you're also trying to protect the driver who is inside. So it's, it's got to work hand in hand.
3: Mm, uh, if I understand the, the question is-
2: How did you come up with the way that you do this, you know, deceleration uh, absorption?
3: When you crash on the concrete wall, your energy is only one way. When mm-hmm. you crash in the safety barrier, your energy is only one way. If I put one tech pro barrier in front of the, any, any block, concrete or guard guardrail. When you push the barrier, your energy go right and left. Okay. No go in the in, in straight way. And this is a, the system is I dissip, dissipate the energy to the right and to the left. When you push the barrier, your energy no go on the on straight go like this because I, I pull weight on the car every centimeter.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Eric, I speak good or no? I mean,
4: <laughs> I know what you're talking about. So <laughs> it's, for me, it's clear. So basically, mm-hmm. the, the thing is that the, when you're impacting a, a tech barrier, it's not only one barrier that is reacting, but it's a complete line. What Raphael okay. is explain, explaining is that all the barriers are connected with straps those straps for the for the for the car barrier for example we have three straps going through all the lines Mm -hmm. those straps are under tension with a tension system and when you hit one barrier it's not just that barrier that you hit that is reacting because of the straps everything is connecting so as much as you're moving the barriers towards the wall because of your impact as much weight we are adding in the line you're moving meaning that basically one tech pro barriers is 250 pounds so you're gonna impact those 250 pound barrier with a car that weighs three tons two tons mm-hmm. whatever So the difference in between the the weight of the barrier and the energy of the car is way, way more on the car than on the the, the barrier. But instantly, you're adding uh, 500 pounds because you're moving the two barriers on the side of the one you just hit. And then immediately 500 pounds more and 500 pounds more because you're moving the whole line. So as Raphael explained, instead of having just one barrier, taking all the energy of the impact, that energy goes into the straps sideways, moving the whole line. That's why when you see videos of crash, when you have a car impacting the tech pro, you can see barriers like 100 feet away, moving just because of that. And the energy of the car, goes not only on the one that was impacted, but also on the ones a hundred feet away on the left and the right. So that's the concept. And we are getting as much energy out of the car before the car goes to the solid impact, which solid impact as your race driver, Jeff, you know that that's the moment when you're gonna suffer and feel the impact really. So, as much speed and energy we can get out of your car before getting to solid, as less damage your car, your car is going to get, and you as the driver are going to feel.
2: So, what you've been able to do, you've been able to dissipate that energy. That thing, all your your barrier becomes an energy absorbing barrier, not really a. I want to call a hard wall or a hard stop. It absorbs and dissipates as you go along. Absolutely. So if you're coming in there straight, doesn't matter. If you come in and make a glancing blow, it doesn't matter. You know, depending on the angle of the the vehicle or the number of vehicles, it still is going to move and dissipate energy as they all come in contact with the safer barrier
3: or with with your barrier. Mm, Absolutely. And this in any angle. The... if you have angle yeah, I... 19 but if you have angle 30 the same we have a crash in brazil with olivier Pla and crash more 200 kilometers per hour with an impact like a 30 percent angle but we move he move all the barriers it's like the energy continue right and left
2: Okay. What is what is the uh, tell me about some of your latest innovations with the tech, Mary? You know, what have you? what is you recently uh, come up with something new, or you have something that you're thinking about? You're going to, you know, be implementing in the near future. What about that that concern or that? Not say concern that process. What have, what are you doing as far as anything current? Okay
5: um yes
4: so
2: developing new technology
4: okay so we um i would say recently recently in the in the racing time means uh from 216 2016 sorry we change a little bit the shape of the mm-hmm. metallic tunnel that we have inside the barrier mm-hmm. means that because we need also to adapt um the 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 barrier to the shape of the nose of the formula one car okay so that nose with the change of regulation goes from nose up that was the old version of the cars to nose down so what was changing on that is that when you get nose down like the, the 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 cars are designed now the energy of the impact started with the very bottom of the barriers. So to avoid going underneath the barrier, we change the shape of the metallic tunnel, giving an angle on the bottom of the, the, that shape. So when the nose impacts the barrier, it automatically goes up and avoid as much as possible to go underneath the barrier.
0: Okay.
4: So, To get to that point, uh, it's been a long process that we we've been through with FIA and Decra has the 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 company doing all the crap. Eric,
0: hello,
3: hello Mexico, (laughs) Eric Uh, in Mexico. Yeah, I I okay. I try finish explain. Uh, Yeah. We change uh, how um, system, the system is all time the same. But we change different configuration because after experience in the reality crash. Example, we changed the, the, the famous tunnel inside. Uh, after mm-hmm. the crash, Carlos Sainz in uh, Sochi, maybe four years ago, five years ago. And uh, because uh, it's so easy for the car go under the barrier. And we change, and we put one uh, like a ramp, like this, in, in the low the barrier. And when the car arrives, the car jump this way. You know, when you arrive with one car or one ton, and you drive uh, more than 100 kilometers per hour, any um, one store in the floor or anything moves the direction of your car. It's very easy. And we put on just one ramp like this, And when the car arrive, the direction of the car goes a little up, not too much, just a little. And after we have the sling very strong inside and the car arrive uh, up to the first sling. And after the the changing, this is with collaboration with uh, DECRA, maybe you know DECRA, is a Germany uh, company for crash test. And we make a... some crash tests for ride the anger And, uh, and after, um, until now, we don't have a car go under the barrier in Formula, in Formula One, in JT, in, in motorbike, in uh, any crash, no? Because now how experience is the crash in the world, the reality crash or in the barrier. And every every time after one crash, uh, we take the software of the car or of the crash for an- analyze the anger and uh, the barrier. Uh, the barrier is too much damage, and I think the next the next uh, changing of the barrier is the plastic, because if you know the crash now, uh, the car have a too much um, eyelash, eyelash, hey? mm-hmm. Carbon, you know, many, 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 and this cut the barrier like a uh, like uh, a knife, like a, yeah, like a knife or cutter, no, and yeah. uh, and now we have a um, okay one track like Austin in Kota, in Austin, the 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 crash is different because uh, the barrier is far away and the car arrive in the barrier after long uh, cruise uh, runoff or asphalt or or sand, but now we have too many city races in America. You have too many city race, in IndyCar, in Charms, yeah, in the buggy, and uh, and maybe the next step is uh, changing the the plastic uh, for no cut too much immediately. Okay, with that being said. When you have a heavy impact,
2: do you have to there's a barrier withstand it well enough to where you can continue to use it during that event, or do you need to replace
3: it immediately? And if so, how hard is it to replace? Yeah. If the crash uh, if the crash is very strong and the, the barrier is destroyed, we need to change the barrier.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: That okay, the tech pro team change one barrier in 10 minutes. 10 minutes. If the crash is very strong, generally you have a red flag. And uh, okay, red flag in F1 or maybe in IndyCar is the same, is minimum is 20, 30 minutes. Because red flag is all the car go pit and maybe yep. change liter and the process for the race direction is yeah, 20, 30 minutes. In 20, 30 minutes, we change the barrier very easy. One, two, three, four, no problem. Uh, and if the crash is very small and simple, you have a mini crash, just touch the barrier and make one small through. Uh, this is no problem. We put we put one duct tape and continue the race. And maybe after the race day, we change the barrier. But we okay. change the barrier really when the crash is so big, and maybe you have a one, two, or three car broken and. Uh, like last time, Formula 2 in, uh, in Baku, Azerbaijan. The F2, a three-car crash on the barrier, of course, the one barrier is destroyed complete. But if the team is uh, okay, change the barrier in 10, 15 minutes. In Monaco, after the crash of uh, Mike Schumacher, the, the son, uh, mm-hmm. Eric changed the barrier with the team in maybe a uh, maximum 20 minutes.
2: So it's it's a pretty user-friendly product when it comes to the racetrack itself. When, number one, I guess the other thing is, what kind of cost are we talking about when you try, if you want to put in one of your systems and you pick a track, I mean, that might be, you know, uh, a mile-long circuit or two-mile-long circuit, How, what kind of cost, you know, per unit are we talking about?
3: The cost for one circuit, I I don't listen complete. Okay. What kind of
2: price are we talking about if we're trying to do your system? Can you give me an example and and maybe a track that has got your system and what kind of cost are we talking about as far as trying to put it in and then maintain it?
3: Uh, Eric and moi is here. Uh, is, is the uh, price for the for the complete
2: track or the, the price of one marriage. Yeah, I was just gonna say you pick a track and tell us what track you've done and welcome back. Glad you're with us.
4: <laughs> Sorry for that.
2: <laughs> I mean I know you wanted to get a cup of coffee, but you know, you know, I, I would like to have one too. Okay. You have a coffee <laughs> yeah. break. But, but Eric, what I really was what I was yeah <laughs> what I was trying to get uh, Raphael to understand is like give me some idea of Of the cost, if you're going into an eye on a track, and I want to, you know, bring your system in, what would we need to do?
4: Okay, so the the cost can be way different in between tracks. Why? First reason is that depending on the size of the track and the number of corners on track, depending on the speed, we can start from tech one, which is the smallest protection, up to tech four plus plus, which is what we install in case of the highest impact speed so to give you roughly an idea um, uh, i would say uh, installation can start from uh uh, if we do like one or two corner fifty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars up to several millions of dollars depending on how many barriers we're going to need how long it's a track what kind of car are you going to race on that track because if you are a grade three track you doesn't need as much barriers as the grade one which is the highest level of safety because it's going to be the highest speed for the cars so it depends but we can start from fifty thousand dollars up to a couple of millions
2: when we're doing this, uh, you talk about for, the different level of tracks.
4: Yeah,
2: for, can, you, can, can you can you can you rank rank them as far as Formula One versus a stock car,
3: or you know uh, uh, what would that be? I mean, like say it, it, uh, It's not. It's not only Formula One. Now we equip many private track and a small track because. Of course, the people go drive a Ferrari, Porsche, Lamborghini or normal car and don't want to die. <laughs> don't no, want to damage no. too much. Don't want to go to the hospital. And uh, we have many customers now with a private track, like a uh, Club in Miami or the next in Tokyo or one in, uh, in Morocco. Now the protection is not only for F1 or for champ's car or for very big race. It's uh, the small race is like is more democratic no Is uh, uh because all people go on the track with uh, expensive cars sometimes and uh, mm-hmm. or like too much or historic car uh, and uh, and of course if the protection is like 40% more less damage for the for the car and the driver of course the people like more if you crash and you destroy all your car and you're not happy <laughs> and if you destroy your body is not happy but for, for back to the price, I think for one idea, is like a, a 1,500, 2,000 US dollar per meter, every three feet. OK. This is for one idea. But of course, every track is different. And, uh, and yeah. some track like Austin is 7,000 barrier, and, uh, and Miami is only 3,000 barrier and and different configuration no is just is your product let's just let me let me just say
2: if I have say I own a couple of racetracks could I buy barriers from you and be able to run them at one racetrack and maybe in a spring race and then could I turn around and relocate them at another racetrack? In the fall, if I wanted to do that, is this something that uh, when you put the system in, is it portable or is it something that's, that's more of a permanent deal? As far as the system's concerned, you understand what I'm saying, Eric? I mean, yes. are, can you, could, you, could okay. you move this gonna, from yes, different absolutely. locations?
4: Absolutely. You could? Yes, we, we can do that easily just because the barriers are, are easy to move and to install. That's basically what we are doing worldwide with the Formula E championship. Meaning that Formula E has its own set of barrier. And as they're racing in downtown New York, um, London, uh, Monaco, Mm -hmm. we're going to, uh, we've been to Jakarta, we're going to see you next, uh, next summer. So, we, I mean, the, the, the barriers are moved by the, 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 the organization of uh, Formula E as they move the car, they move the, all the system, they, everything is moved together. So every time we reinstall the same barriers in London and Berlin, for example, or Rome. So they are York, packed. Or Miami. Yeah they are packed into trailers and move to the next race. So yes, absolutely. We can we can I mean, with one set of barrier, we can cover several races.
2: Okay, well again, that's great information. We've got some questions for you guys I don't want to skip over before we get too far along. There's a lot of short tracks in the US with solid concrete walls and bad fencing. Is your product adaptable to short tracks or The drag strips
4: yes the answer is yes as long as we have to stop a car and protect the the drivers and the cars yes we Mm -hmm. can we can we can do that it can be drag strip it can be short short track it can be stock car it can be formula car it's the same for us the most difficult cars to stop just because of the the side size of the impact area it's a formula car from impact because all the energy goes in just the nose of the car for example a stock car it's way easier to stop because the impact it's way bigger because of the size of the car uh
2: gentlemen i got one here uh... Since I do not get an opportunity to watch a lot of cra- a lot of racing from uh from Europe, uh we got a question here We're wanting to get to the comment or a, uh, your opinion on the crash from the uh Zanderford F1 circuit, in which the Formula Renault regionals uh one of the cars went high over top of the, the barrier. No one was hurt, but it was is there uh an explanation for why this occurred
4: uh honestly, I don't know what crash you're talking about for formula renault
2: yeah i, I again I don't either I just so they were,
4: difficult ask the question
2: so i can't i can't uh, I can't comment on it any more than that. appreciate your question, but uh we'll just have to
4: Honestly, we can talk about, uh, if you want to talk about the crash of Mick Schumacher in, in, in Monaco during the race and uh, and the way the, the barrier reacts, you were talking about replacing, when I came back uh, uh, after it broke up, you were talking about replacing the barrier and the time needed. Uh, yeah,
2: just we're trying to get an idea of how easy to repair, because I mean, most of the, of the and again, I'm using the term very loosely, whether it's an F1 wall or if it's a safer barrier in NASCAR, if they sustain, you know, uh bad damage, how hard is it to replace and get it back where you can get, you know, continue to race with your with your product with the way the strap design is and everything is you know. And um he was Raphael was explaining that it, you know, if it's minor. You can look at it, put duct tape on it and keep on racing. If Absolutely. not, you know, you can change out a barrier. He said roughly 10 minutes. And he said, with well, a lot of times when they stop the action, you know, it's going to take 20 minutes or a half hour to get going. So pretty much they can replace um whatever's necessary in a reasonable amount of time.
4: Yeah. So definitely, first of all, we are way weaker to reinstall than what tire could be. Uh, for example, in Monaco, when Nick Schumacher had the crash, it took us 10 minutes to turn the barrier in, in its place and give the goal to the to the race director that the track was safe again and he can restart, uh, start the, the, the procedure for restarting the, the race. Um, it's very rare when we have to change the barrier. It's, it's, really something that happened very, a, a little a very few times yeah but the way as everything is trapped together when you pull on one side it's easy to relocate the whole barrier pretty quickly just because it's all everything is trapped together so mm-hmm. it makes it easier and we need less uh trucks forklift crane whatever to do it so it's make so based on that, it's quicker than any any other kind of a, a barrier.
2: Okay. With uh, with that being said, there, Raphael, what what's the durability and the longevity of the product? I mean, if it's sitting out on at a racetrack, is it you know is it got a life expectancy as far as weather is concerned or anything like that?
4: La durée de vie
3: All your life before the crash. <laughs> uh, just uh, we have uh, some problem with the plastic. Every time is the plastic the, the little problem uh, in country like uh, um, Texas or like uh, Saudi Arabia uh, because the night is very fresh and the day is very hot. And sometimes the plastic move little, but the system working all time same. We have a barrier in uh, Russia, we have a barrier in America, we have a barrier in Asia, uh, we have a barrier in Middle East, and all the barrier is in place. After the more all the barrier is twenty, is eighteen years in Abu Dhabi, and uh, of course maybe change ten percent of the track, that is in sixteen years.
2: Very durable, then. That's what I mean. It's it's a very durable product.
3: Yes, basically.
2: Okay. Uh, Rich Torme wanted to know, once again, do you replace just that one barrier in a hard hit, or do you wind up replacing the entire robe? you know, because of the absorption?
4: Just the barrier that is broken. Just one or two, depending on the on how the, the, the crash was. But even if the whole line moved, there's no problem about the other ones. So we just replaced the one that are completely damaged. So it can be just one. Most of the time it's in between one and two.
2: So gentlemen, from what I'm hearing from you, you guys have got your product TechPro in pretty much every major country in the world. Uh, You said Abu Dhabi and everything like that. So you have a lot of your product around
3: the world. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Mexico, uh, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. now all the country, Australia, um, yes. Maybe America is the next big market because now America changed mentality. Don't want to damage too much the car, the driver, because have a big job in America for the safety.
2: You know I'm glad you you brought this up because I know recently there's been a lot of talk about street racing in this country and you know going to someplace like Chicago and racing stock cars. do these almost four thousand pound cars present a problem for Tech Pro barriers?
4: Not at all. Absolutely not. And we can do better, we can do better than any other kind of safety barrier. So street races for us, it's, I would say it's the easier market for us in terms of uh, what we can bring in terms of safety and space dedicated to safety, because we know that, you know, street race, it's also about the width of the track. So as we are using less space to give more safety than any other kind of barrier, we -hmm. are giving more track space for the drivers.
3: One one, one, question here in utility. You talk about the uh, city race or no permanent track. And one uh, very important uh, thing for the non- for city race or no permanent track is uh, for the constructor company because it's very easy and quick for install and it's very easy and quick for takeout and more safe. But only for the company like for Miami, if Miami choice another system maybe is eight months for installation first time and after maybe it's two months for installation and TechPro is two weeks, three weeks maximum. And for takeouts is one week. That's very impressive. Yeah. Um,
2: and and you, another, you did say earlier, image. the weight of the barrier is like 250 pounds or something like that, is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay, we had a question about that. And then David Fox wanted to know, are these barriers safe for motos? You know, bike racing, motorcycle racing. Do
4: you want
3: to answer
4: that? Is good for the motos?
3: Of course. Of course, we make some crash tests for the, for the motorbike. If I, I absorb more the energy for the car, I absorb more the energy for the motorbike. And for the driver of motorbike, uh, just we have a barrier special little for motorbike, but we know use now, but uh, maybe the next step. But of course, in, uh, in Austin, you have a MotoGP or you have a many some race in motorbike and some mm-hmm. motor go on the track. The difference in maybe you see the, 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 the movie when the motorbike arrive on the on the protection, and the motorbike go behind the protection with the driver. We stay in the place. We have a crash in Puerto Rico, and uh, the, the moto and the driver stay in the same place. It's like I absorb the energy. If I move little, because the, the motorbike is uh, maybe uh, the driver and the motorbike is maximum 300 kilo, 250. Yeah, I don't know in pound. And uh, of course, my barrier is 130. It's just a touch of one barrier ever uh, the half half weight to motorbike. And if push literally you have a three. It's like a three, three times the, the weight of the motorbike and the driver. And you know the tractor pulling in America. We just put the weight and we stop uh, 1,000 horsepower. And the system is little same. I pull weight on the on the safe um, soft weight on the vehicle motorbike right. or car before mm-hmm. of course i stop the motorbike before the the impact because no have enough weight for push all the line and of course is more um, more uh, uh, no safe is more uh, uh, c'est plus souple Soft, soft is more soft because I move little and I I, I I I am I'm mattress inside, foam foam inside no, and okay, okay you touch the foam, and after you push little is uh, for the motorbike is.
2: All right, let me make sure I understood this and I didn't misunderstand. But what Raphael just explained is that he can actually almost tune his wall. Y'all can tune your wall to the weight or the amount of energy you don't have like a uh, you can take the motorbike and give it a little bit more softness to it to give it a little bit more give and not make it as hard as you would for a four pound stock car is that what he's saying eric
4: yeah basically that's it by acting on the tension of the straps into the into the system so we're we're giving more softness to the Mm -hmm. line when it's motorbike than when it's car
2: very good. Well, gentlemen, I really appreciate your time. And Eric, I apologize. I didn't realize you were in Mexico. Um, and at <laughs> no the same problem. time, i, I say I, I hate we lost you for a little bit, but I think yeah. that uh, everybody's got a pretty good understanding right now. And I, I encourage them to go online and look at your product, look at some of the video stuff that's out there and, and, and appreciate the design of the wall and get a better understanding of how it works. I mean, I, I think that now even what I saw prior now makes more sense of what I was looking at as far as the system itself is concerned. And I do appreciate that. And like I say, uh, if they're starting to talk about street racing, Francis, which is what we're starting to hear, street racing here in the United States with stock cars. So uh, it sounds to me like this company would be right down the alley to be talking to, to these cities and, and the NASCAR or whoever's running street races uh, to get them involved as fast as they can, put them up and take them down.
3: Absolutely,
1: okay. you're absolutely that. right, Jeff. It's 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 a fascinating company. I've known uh, you know Rafael for twenty something years. I remember mm-hmm. basically a you know a barrier for coding and they are so clever, and they have developed their product to such a level. And and really, I think Rafael hit it really well. It's like the, the the easiness and the how quickly they can install and these small own tracks and that's really a big part of their success. And that's not, I mean, you watch every F1 race, it's a tech pro bar. You, I mean, they're everywhere in the world. And it's uh, starting in the south of France, uh, an area which is really lovely there. Uh, and they have expanded all across the world and, and it's uh, to, to their uh, to their uh, credit and uh, really, really good. And the proof is Eric is at the racetrack in, in, in Mexico right now, right, Eric?
4: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So so they are racers. It's built by racers for racers. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, uh, Thanks this for inviting. Webinar, this webinar has been recorded. It will be posted later on our ePortrait platform and will distribute it through our newsletter and different channels. Thank you very much for being with us today. We will be back next week and we're going to be talking dinos tips and... Uh, uh, tools uh, to run your dynos with nextspeed jr so thank you very much and that's great racing. Thank, thank you bye bye thank you. thank you
5: thank you registering on epartrade is easy fill out your name email phone number and create a secure password next select your business type Choose Supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose Racing Business if you're looking to find new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose Race Team if you own or are a member of a professional racing team. Begin typing your company name. We most likely already have your company in our database, which you can select from the drop-down. Then, enter your job title. Choose Claim Company if you'll be editing your company profile. Other members of your company can choose Join Company if they'd like to use eParTrade as well. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. You'll need to confirm your email once it goes through. To keep our platform industry only, you'll be approved shortly after. If we require additional proof of business, we'll reach out. Welcome to ePAR Trade.